This podcast is for mature adults and may contain explicit language. The members of this podcast opinions are solely based on their experiences, interactions, and life situations. It does not reflect the views of everyone. Viewer discretion is advised. What is going on? You are listening to Lee Peeped It with the Topic Queen. Make sure you guys follow us at We Peeped It First on Twitter and Instagram. You can also shoot us an email at We Peeped It First at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voice message. So make sure you do that. Make sure you hit us up if you want to appear on the show. If you have any suggestions or any ideas, don't forget to do that, you guys. And I know things are a little crazy with this virus and whatnot, but as of now, our event is still going on. You can still purchase tickets at Eventbrite. We'll update you as it gets closer to that date. Hopefully by that time, all this has cleared and you guys will be itching to get out the house to attend our event. But today I have a special co-host with me and a special guest and she goes by Lady E speak so welcome to the show how are you doing good hello hello how are y'all doing out there so my question for you where did you come up with the name uh lady e speaks like so what's the inspiration behind that to be honest i thought long and hard i was like i don't know like i wanted something that's catchy I wanted something that was like mm, she, you know what I'm saying like oh when you hear a poor you know she's gonna be deep and I couldn't think of anything at all so um in elementary actually this guy used to call me lady because he had a crush on me so I was like oh lady e like that's kind of that's kind of grown and I was like speaks because I have a lot to say and it's poetry related so I was like you know what lady e speaks and I put a z on it because I'm a zeta and for those who are not familiar I am a member of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. Yes. So um, I put the Z on just to, you know, pay homage to my sorority. So Lady E Speaks. Nice, nice, nice. That's cool. I like that. Now, for some of you guys who are, you know, out there, you're like, well, who is Lady E Speaks? Well, she is an author and she is a poet. That's why I'm asking her, you know, about her name. So for people who don't know you, tell them a little bit about your background and you know, where you're from. Well, I'm from Memphis. I'm currently residing in um, Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, I've been here for about a year now. You know, I'm really digging some roots here and getting, I'm really loving the city. I'm loving everything it's about. I'm pretty much a nomad. I've lived in Florida. I've lived in Arizona. Any place is warm except for Texas. I haven't lived there yet, uh, but I visit there quite often. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm a Zeta. uh Pledge file 2007, Eminent Blue. Um, I've just, I love to travel, definitely love poetry. I've actually been writing since I was a kid. Started writing off um, music. Um, me and my childhood friend, we called ourselves Women in Pink after uh, Men in Black. And so we used to write poetry and things. So I couldn't sing, so I had to, you know, pick a day job that could really work for me. So since I was really good with the pen, I was like, well, poetry is it. So here I am today. Lady e Speaks. Book is on Amazon. This Google Flows You Fridays. Every Friday, um, I do post a a meme um, on my Instagram, Lady e Speaks, and on my uh, Facebook page, I post a full poem. So, Flows You Fridays. Check me out. Follow me, Instagram, Facebook. I am on there every Friday. 
Right. And I wanted to ask you more about that because I know you post it a lot like on Instagram. So Flow Retreat Friday, is that just is that the time that you set aside to write poems? Like what what's the backstory on Flow Retreat Friday? Well, Flow Retreat Friday came with actually have a mentor. Um, his name is Joe Lawrence. And uh, we were just talking about just different things, because at first, up until I met him and I became his our little mentee, I was like, I wanted to do poetry. I wanted to publish a book last year, but so much so much stuff has happened in 2019 for me. Like it literally got pushed to the back burner. So I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. So I met him. We teamed up and he was like, really, really pushing me, like really pushing me. And I was just like, you know what? Um, okay, we'll do it. So he was just like, you know, since that's something that you're really passionate about, you want to do it, I'm gonna help you get to it. So he was like, well, let's, you know, pick a day. And we were just thinking about a brainstorm. And he's just like, floor tree, you know, like floor tree. Um, so he's like, oh, let's do floor tree Fridays because it's kind of catchy. Right. So, um, ever since then it was just like, okay, so for sure, every Friday we're going to post a floor tree Friday. And then we're going to post like a little meme that's catchy because obviously you can't post like a full poem. I'm really, cause I write really long poems on Instagram. So uh, we'll pick something that's really catchy in the poem itself, put it on a, a meme and then we'll post it on Instagram. So no, um, generally I just write poems randomly, like whatever inspires me. I hear a song or I see something and I'm just like, I'll write it down. Um, if I'm feeling up to it, I might release it today or whatever that day is, or I'm like, oh, this would really be good for, um, Floor to Fridays. It really started off with him giving me a song um, that's on a book that he wrote, uh, Soul Ties. And so, um, well, Detox Soul Ties. So uh, with that being said, like I would get a song, listen to it, write a poem and boom, spin it out. Nice. Now you mentioned you had a mentor. How did you kind of link up with your mentor? Is this somebody you've known like since childhood? Did you meet him at like a networking event? Well, it's really random how it happened. So um, I had one of my god brothers passed away and he actually did the eulogy. And so um, I started going to his church um, because it was like non-traditional. Um, it really was like a non-denominational type of church. You can feel at home. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like your typical a uh, big mama on the pew with the big Sunday Easter hat every Sunday. Right. Like these are like real laid back, really, you know, really trying to get the right. word um, people. And so I started going to his church. And then when I moved, um, he started coming here and doing soul tie seminar, just to detox from like unhealthy relationships, whether it's relationships, skinships, friendships, um, family ships, like whatever, just to help you, be able to recognize the signs and your patterns that, you know, how you always come into these type of relationships and being a better person um, and also just overcoming it for the future, but also making it related to the Bible as well. And so one day he stopped me because like we always speak. It was always like, a, hey, how you doing from the same city? Um, he's seen me at his church often. So just like, hey, I got to talk to you about something. And then, we you know, we started talking about that. Then I told him that I was into poetry. Um, I showed him some of my work and then it just came from there. Um, you might've um, heard of him. He used to be a member of three, six mafia be before he became, you know, fully dedicated into the Christ life. Oh, so, okay. uh, he was with, uh, three, six mafia. Yep. Um, back in those good to the club <laughs> up days. <laughs> that's cool. That's funny. No, that's a cool story. Like a lot of people are like, wow, that's cool. Your mentor was somebody from three, six mafia. <laughs> 
you know, like who would have known? Like, no, that's a cool story. Like a lot of people like would be excited to hear something like that, especially a lot of aspiring poets. No, that's dope. That's cool. Now, what is, what is it that you enjoy the most about poetry? I enjoy most about poetry that is very therapeutic. Um, And then too, I mean, I could just, I could be free. Like it's just, just a really, you know, no judgment zone. I can say whatever I want to say. And then I could be creative and saying things I want to say. But I know some people like, oh, that's really vulgar. But you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I can just say what I want to say, but not be so crasp about it, you know? So I feel like you can use your imaginations and still get what I'm trying to say. Right. Now, I know you mentioned, like you said, you pretty much have been doing this since a child. But when you were a child, were you like, hey, like, this is my calling. Like, this is something I'm, I'm going to be passionate about, you know? transitioning into adulthood or when you were a child you're just like oh this is just for fun no growing up I really like really really wanted to be a singer like that was my thing I knew I was going to be a singer however life does not give me those vocal chords that Mariah <laughs> Carey when Houston was blessed with um so I was just like uh, that's not gonna work but up until probably Middle school, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a singer. I'm going to be a singer. And then people were like, nah, bro, you can't sing. <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh, man. <laughs> the tough love. Oh, my goodness. Right. But have you considered maybe writing for people, like producing? I have thought about that. Um, and there are some people like Sammy. I love Sammy and I love his work and I would love to co-write a song with him. Um, Generally, I thought about it, but I really haven't given it much thought. But if I could pick artists like off the top right now, it would definitely be Sammy. I would love to write a song with Sammy. Like I feel like, (laughs) hey Sammy, I don't know if you listen, (laughs) but we're gonna make sure that you listen to this episode. We're gonna we gonna work something out, Sammy. If you're out there listening. Yes, Sammy, holla at your girl, Lady East. You speak. know, they push forward with this Millennium Tour. We're going we gonna to have to try to find a way to link with Sammy. <laughs> exactly. I love Sammy growing up. Like, before Bow Wow was, like, the big thing and he was popping, like, Sammy was, like, my go-to person. And that's when CDs and shit were, like, popping. I would, like, play the hell out of his CD. <laughs> You know, to be honest, I feel silly about it now, but this I seriously had this thought as a kid. So he came out, I was like, okay, Sammy, you know, we got someone around our age that we can like really crush on. It might happen. And it was like, oh, bow hit the scene. Right. It was like, <laughs> bow out or Sammy. And I clearly went to bow out. He right. vanished. But it's cool though. And now, and now he's back. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> he's I back. swear, once, like, because Bow Wow, he was in the scene since like five years old, but like, once he really like took off with his career, like Sammy, I swear to God, like he disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I think he had some stuff going on, but he's back. <laughs> and um, yeah, like I'm like, Sammy, this is your time, babe. Like those vocal cords are forever blessed. This is your time. <laughs> Sammy, holla at your <laughs> girls. Um Lady speak, <laughs> right? <laughs> right <laughs> <for real>. <laughs> so what what is your favorite topic like to write about? Like do you is there a pattern in a lot of the things that you write about? How does that go? 
Yes. I wouldn't say it's my favorite topic, but I feel like what I have the most to say is about romance. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, it's part of the shitty part of romance. But it's cool, though, because, you know, um, you know, sometimes heartbreak make the best of Best music when we see Keisha Cole, seeing a Mary J. Blige, like Mary J. Blige, yeah. I mean, you you like you can really get that. Mm, you feel it. You can really connect more to people. Not say people not happy is not a lot of people out there happy, but when you know they really going through it, they be touching your soul like, oh girl, you too. I yeah, especially that. Mary. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yes, Mary for sure. Um, love Mary. Shout out to Mary. Yes. Come on, Mary. Come push through. Um, but yeah, so just typically like I just, most of my poems are about romance. Either I'm really in love or I'm on eh, not so much. Um, so that's, I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but that's why I tend to gear more to. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, even like, cause I, I'm like a hopeless romantic at heart, although I don't apply that to my personal life. But like love music and stuff like that, I'm like, oh, I'm into it. I love the love song. So I hear something and it might remind me of somebody or some people in my past. And like when times were good and like, oh, yeah, I can relate to that. And I'll just start pinning something down. Yeah, see, that's how I am. I'm such an R&B person. Like, I'm a sucker for R&B. I can listen to slow t- slow jams at any time of the day when I'm working out. It don't matter. People are like, you listening to this right now? I'm like, yes, the fuck I am. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> that's how I am. That's me. I love it. I love it. I so love I noticed it. that, like, romance is kind of the trend with you when you write. So what would be... What's what's Lady E Speaks' definition of romance in your own words? <laughs> Goodness, I'm gonna take a uh, minute to think about that. Um, but romance <laughs> didn't go put me on the spot. So romance to me is like a genuine, and of course we all using this word non-toxic. <laughs> Underlined, bow, italicized, 20 fronts, okay? Maybe a little bit more for the people in the back. <laughs> um, that's like a genuine connection and understanding between two people um, for their desire to want more for each other um, and want more together. I mean, whether, I mean, then to uh, someone understanding your love language. Mm and like not feeling obligated to perform it just so they can get something out of you, but a genuine, I want to express to you my concern. So, and then they take the time to learn your love language. And to me, that's romance. You know what I'm saying? Someone takes time to learn and be intentional with the things they do and not have like a really negative or a messed up hidden agenda behind and just being really intentional and a good, with good intentions. So I guess you could be intentional and have like a, hidden agenda but not that type of intentional but like the pure I just want to express to you you know what I'm saying how you make me feel and what you mean to me and vice versa I think that's romance right. yes I like that I agree now for some of you who are like Lee how you know this person how you know Lady E speaks well <laughs> as a lot of you guys know I'm from <laughs> California I'm from the Bay I moved to Vegas as well and that's how I met Lady E speaks so I've been in Vegas for about a year now, we actually met through like this networking group um, or this app actually called Meetup. And they have like a lot of different uh, networking groups on there. And of course, the both of us are looking to hang out with like-minded black individuals. So we kind of met 
on there. And then that's pretty much the story. So if you guys are like, how do you know this person? Where are you finding these people? I actually established solid reports with people wherever I moved to or wherever I'm <laughs> vacationing to. So for anybody who's asking how I know these people, that's that's how I know this person. <laughs> And I would definitely recommend meet up like for people like myself, like yourself who move to cities where, you know, absolutely zero people, not a single soul. My sister lived in Oakland, California. My nearest relatives was in El Paso, Texas. Like I had no, <laughs> no friend, family, associate, nothing in, in Vegas when I moved here. And that app really helped me. And a lot of those people's like, the reason why I'm like, oh, I'll be in Vegas for the next 10 years. Like, I love it here. I love the community that I have right. developed. So if you're traveling so low and if you're moving so low, it's okay. You don't have to have friends. You know what I'm saying? I met people the first weekend I was here that I still hang out right. with, you know, today. So, and I've been here over a year. So definitely download Meetup app. This is not a plug. I don't get paid for exactly. it. Exactly. And go but, meet you some but people. they should plug us. And even if you live someplace. <laughs> they should plug us. Right, they should. <laughs> they definitely because should. And even if you're just sitting, you know, you got your friends that don't want to do nothing. Up, oh, boop, download that uh, Meetup app. Meet you some people in your hometown. I'm telling you, it's a good place to network it's and solid. meet friends. It's legit. They really should plug us because that's a really solid pitch. And I think that's really convincing to tell <laughs> other people, to get other people to download the app. So, uh, yeah, meet up. Please throw that sponsor out. <laughs> please throw that. Sp- we just did a great commercial right, for please you. Please throw that sponsor offer out there. This ain't no bullshit. I'm not bullshitting y'all. Like, for real, like, she's not lying. It's a good way to meet people. And I've met, like, some solid, genuine people. And I haven't even, like, some of the people I've met, I've known them for about a year or a couple months. And I mean, solid ass people that I have met, not like any fake, weird shit. And it's funny because I have. I'm serious. Like I had the I had the meetup app in LA, but I never like really utilized it. Like I would just go to work and come home and like, you know, go to games or do stuff by myself. Not that I have a problem doing things by myself, but it was just like, oh, you have your coworkers, but I wasn't really fucking with my coworkers <laughs> like that. I had like one or two people I was cool with. And then when I moved here, I was like, okay, I really need to get out. I've met some cool ass people here in Vegas. So utilize the meetup app you're not paying nobody to be your friend and no weird shit like that find the right app find the right group of people and i'm telling you like it's worth it <laughs> it's really worth it yeah so i will go back in 2012 my sister sent that to me and she's like oh you know because i i moved to orlando florida at this point and didn't know a single soul my friend my best friend at the time lived in fort lauderdale was like three and a half hours later so of course we weren't hanging out every day on the weekend and I downloaded and I didn't really know what to do and what I'm looking for. So I tell you what, download the app and then hit up me or Lee. And then we would navigate you through the system just so you don't make mistakes. I met up in a group and I was just like, Oh, (laughs) these ain't the people for me. (laughs) No. So if you need help navigating the app, definitely hit us up. You hear that meetup? We're going to help your fans navigate. Okay. Plug, you know, plug. We we all Vegas. (laughs) The whole Vegas region, we owe plugs for that. And it's funny that you said that because, yeah, I w- I joined a couple. As you know, we're in, like, a couple different groups. And then, obviously, you have, like, one, one mm-hmm. main group who hosts more events than other groups. But when I first came here mm-hmm. as a part of this group or whatever, but it was real strange. And then the girl was like, yeah, I had to delete the app. And we're on Facebook now because somebody was stalking me. And 
I'm deleting certain people for safety reasons. So we need to meet up with you first before you come to like an official event. And I was like, well, I opt the fuck out because if you got a stalker, I don't know if that person's going to be following me. Hope like I'm cool. And the girl would hit me up and like, oh, we still going to meet. I was like, girl, I'm done with your group. I don't want nobody following me around. Like she literally had the police and stuff involved Talking about, I had to get a tracker and stuff on my phone. I'm like, look, I don't want no parts of that. I just moved here. You tripping? <laughs> you tripping? <laughs> right. I don't want to be in nobody crossfire, an innocent bystander. I don't know what y'all got going on, but I'm not trying to find out either. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> For real. Exactly. So, I mean, it takes a couple of groups to kind of like find your groove and like find like your match of people. They're like, okay, like this is the group I'm, I'm down with. Like, I attend majority other events but i'm telling you guys don't sleep on it check it out (laughs) they have some good ones too like for the bay area and some of the groups actually have like different chapters so like they may have like a vegas one a bay area one one in like japan china um so check it out (laughs) definitely check it out (laughs) yes I guess we're going to get back in full swing once this coronavirus, you know, allows us to ban this whole social distancing. So maybe it's not a good time. Go ahead and join and, you know, pick out some groups that's going to interest you. And then when we're back on and popping, then, yeah, you can meet some really cool people. And then, you know, the draft is supposed to be here, too. So we can really plug you. I don't know. They they claim that they're not going to have any fan involvement. But hopefully, like I said, this shit clears up and... Stuff changes. I don't know, man. This is rough. <laughs> it is very rough because I do not like Venice. This is rough. I had, to, I had to go on a walk like before this just to get out the house so I don't go crazy. I felt like I was as productive as I could be in the house, but I can't do anymore. <laughs> and I'm working from home. And I'm like, wow. I've never looked at my wall so much. And I'm like, no, I need my live music and my my drinks, you know, that only certain bartenders can make. Like, what's going on in life? Speaking of that, I don't know if Erica Badu was supposed to have a concert today or tomorrow, but she's doing like this concert, like online, and it's a dollar or whatever to get it <laughs> from her bed from her bedroom. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Yeah, I saw that too. And I was like, that's probably going to do the millennial tour. Right. Like, <laughs> oh, I guess they're not going to be from their bedroom. They might do the uh, actual stadium or something, but it's just going to be them. No, it'd be real dangerous if Pretty Ricky and them were doing shit from their bedroom. <laughs> Very. <laughs> Very. No. Well, at least you won't be able to uh, live video stream that unless you're doing Lord. some real. Uh, let me check your ID before you can connect. <laughs> And you're telling what they gonna have oh my, <laughs> on there. Oh no. my goodness. Mm-mm. Now, I kind of asked you like about Flochi Friday, but what is like, what is the writing process like for you? Do you just write every time something comes to mind? Or are you like, okay, Monday and Tuesdays, like this is my day where I really need to sit in the lab and I really need to get to work? Like, how does that work? Or do you meet up with other people or do you call other people and, you know, feed ideas off of each other? Because I know you mentioned your mentor. Do you link up with other poets or authors? I do not. And actually, before we started doing Floetry Fridays, I would just write 
poems as I'm inspired. So if I hear a song, I go home and play it. Or if I see something, I'll make a mental note and then I'll just sit down and let it flow. What happened to do Floetry Fridays, then like I used to have a deadline because I would send my poem to my mentor. Um, He would like, he never hated anything I sent him, but I would just, you know, proofread it and, you know what I'm saying, either he would come up with the me or maybe I'll like, maybe I'll choose it. But most of the times he would be like, pick like, oh, you should use this part on the meme. So he would be the one majority responsible for the memes that's on Instagram. He's like, oh yeah, I like those couple lines. Use that, use that. So that would be the only time that I was like, oh, I have a deadline by Thursday. Um, but generally, no, I'm just like, if I'm in a car, I'll take out my phone, write a couple of lines down that pops up in my head. Or we just, I could be random. Like sometimes nothing inspires me. Why? For some reason, I get a couple lines in my head like, ooh, that's hot. <laughs> I write it down, and then whenever I get some free time, I'm like, think about it. Well, okay, so what am I trying to, where am I trying to go? And I'm like, oh, maybe it's a song or something that can help me push, you know, something out of me. Or maybe I just sit and look at the walls. I'm like, okay, ooh, this hot, this hot, this hot. And then I'll just pump it out like that. But in g- generally, no, I don't have a process. But when doing Floetry Fridays, I do because I know I have to get it done by Friday. Right. Right. I tried to uh, not write a Friday morning to produce it by 10, but right. Yeah. So it's just kind of like a mixture of like your own thoughts and your feelings, whatever comes to mind. And then you kind of do your research as well. Cause I was like reading through some of your poems and then like you reference certain people and certain artists, you know, from certain songs. So that's cool. Yes. They, my little muses, muses everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you're officially a published author. This is your first book, correct, that you've published? Yes, it is. Okay, so your book is called Flow Street Friday. Like, how, um, how, and how fitting is that uh, we're actually doing this interview on a Friday? <laughs> yes, Flow Street yes, Friday. we're actually doing this interview on a Friday. Now, how do you feel, like, to be a published author, you got your book and everything out there online, like, how does it feel, like, what, because I remember, like, you sent out the text, you're like, I'm officially published, what what does it feel like? I was excited, I am excited, now, I would be honest and say that that's not the first, um, book of material that I wanted to release to the world, but I kind of wanted to get kind of a feedback, because I'm sitting on some real five hot stuff you know what I'm saying um I do have a book that's ready to go but right now I I have a ways to go to be able to push it to the world the way I want to um so this was kind of like I want to see how the world perceives you know my work because you know I'm an artist and like Erica Badu I'm sensitive about my shit so now keep in mind that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit You can have your opinions, but at the same time, <laughs> I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my work. So, um, yeah, I'm very excited because everything I do, I don't co-write with anyone. I do take like pieces and, you know, maybe something from a song or from a movie and I might add that in there. But I don't sit with another person and then we pin it. So everything that you see is something that's come from me, maybe regardless of whether it was inspired by somebody else. But it's it's all me 100 percent. So I'm very proud to be able to uh be bold and brave enough to even release that because I'm sure there's a lot of singers and poetries like I mean they get sitting on tons of fire but they're just like nah I can't do it I'm too scared so um I'm I was excited 
I, and I am excited. Like, I'm still excited because it's like, this is a step one for my introduction to the world. This is something that I want to do for right. long term. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, there, I feel like there's no age limit to be a poet. Like, I can do this at 90 versus like a rapper or a singer. I mean, you could be a singer at 90. Smokey Robinson, <laughs> hey, babe. But like, although he's not 90, I think he's 80. But like, no one's listening. Like, what rapper you know is like 80, 85? <laughs> like, they ain't doing that at that point. So I feel like, yeah, I can still create great material and release it to the world regardless of what age. So this is definitely something I want to do long term. And I'm very, very excited. I'm happy um, that I was able to, because I was probably one of those people that wanted, like, oh, no, I don't know how they perceive it. So I don't know if I wanted to push it out to the world. But I just woke up one night. It's like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And right, they're going to no, love it. So that's good. Um, please that's cut good. it. Like, right, you can get it over there on Amazon and on Kindle for purchase. So check it out, you guys. Um, yes. I'll post the link and stuff on social media and then make sure you follow her pages as well. And I was actually going to, you know, that was like my following question was, you know, did you want to pursue this, um, you know, long term, you know, full time? And do you have what goals have you set for your yourself in terms of, you know, your poetry career? Um, do I want to full time? I don't know. I would love to be in a position to um, pursue it full time, but I have not gotten mm-hmm. myself there um, yet financially to be able to like just take the leap of faith. I mean, I guess you can because it's really not a leap of faith if you feel like you have some type of um, safety net under it. Um, but right now, I don't think that is the right moment for me. Um, but I don't know if I do it full time because I, have, I do have other passions. Like I love working with animals and I do at some point, either one open up my own pet store and I, I could really do both at that point. But then, of course, the poetry really wouldn't be full time because I'll be running the business. But um, no, I really haven't set any goals. I do know within the next year, um, I do want to release the artwork that I feel like is going to definitely shake the poetry world. Like for real, for real. like I feel like I'm I know I'm sitting on a gold mine. And within the next year, I need to release it like the way I want to release it to the world. Um, so after that, I don't have any goals. I'm really just taking it day by day um, and just trying to see how the world reacts um, and, you know, it, take in my, my material. So long term, no goals. I would love to be able to do it because I can work from anywhere. I would love to be at the beach <laughs> sipping on a margarita in the sunshine right. with my sunglasses <laughs> and see something be like, oh, they're going to know the hot one or they're going, oh, no, write books about my travel experiences that would be really dope um but i have not thought that far in advance ideally when i think about stuff like that like oh yeah that'd be nice but i haven't set any groundwork for any plan right right no i feel it that's that's how i am like too with this podcast like i'm trying to get there because i i want to be working for (laughs) the white man too too much longer (laughs) and i want to be doing too much nine to fives too much longer no, that that's not even that's not in my no, spirit. No, I I all. do not handle thoughts well. <laughs> been there, did that, done that, tried it. It ain't working out. <laughs> I gotta work for myself. Funny. I gotta be my own boss. <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't work yeah, yeah. for too many people. Just no, we don't mesh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely dig that. Definitely. <laughs> now how long did it take for you to put the this book together what was the process were this like poems that you've had for like years and you're like okay 
these are these are the poems that I think I want to put out for this specific book. How did how did that work? To be honest, I these are poems that's already published on my page. Um, I have about 500 some people on my Facebook page and I can't think of my Instagram numbers. So I'm like, I need to spread me to the world as much as possible. So um, what I did was the poem that I was going to drop for that Friday because I released it on a poetry Friday. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so that was going to be new. But everything, all the other poems were poems that I've already released. And I was like, um, I like that. And what can I do to kind of make the book have like a certain type of flow? I didn't want it to be a bunch of random poems. I wanted to kind of flow. Um, and so I, I picked like a bunch of random, well, you know, at random poems from that I published previously, plus the one I was going to release that day. Nice, nice. Now, did someone over like from Amazon have to approve certain things? Were there certain guidelines that needed to be in that book in order for you to publish it? No, I just had to. Well, yeah, I guess in essence, I had to make tell them that it was it was my, you know, all my right. my work and that it was copyrighted and that no one can go and say that it was mine. Now, as far as advertising, yes, they did say that it was erotica, so they won't allow me to like make little uh little ads or whatever, right. which I think that's a little suck. I mean, I don't have any graphic details in my poetry, but you no. do know what I'm talking about if you've grown right. enough to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Um, so yeah, <laughs> so, but yeah, that was probably our only little, little hiccup, thing, yeah. but for most part, it just let me, yeah, the only hiccup, everything else, it just let me go well, with that's it. Dope. That's dope. Especially for other people who are kind of like, you know, contemplating, should I put my work there or not? And the fact that, you know, you're able to do that, that's cool. Yep. I do think like free publishing is definitely like a great way to get out there before you yeah. and you know invest um because you don't want to spend like a, a right. thousands of dollars and then no right. one buys right. your book right right <laughs> now do you have a favorite poem in that book that was published like just something that just really stands out to you that you just absolutely love or you're like i oh, know i love all of them equally because you're like i'm an artist i'm sensitive <laughs> about everything about my shit <laughs> right <laughs> I don't have a favorite poem out of that one. I do love them all equally. Um, so, no, I don't have just one like, ooh, yeah, you got to <laughs> read that one. I think you need to read the entire book. I sure do. You need to front to back, back to front. Like, you need to read the entire thing. It's all hot stuff. Now, you said that... Um, no, actually, I wanted to know, Do you do you look for inspiration from, like, other poets? Like, what other writers... Do you get inspiration from? Like, what's your who's your favorite poet? I do not. To be honest, okay. I don't. I don't have a lot of artists. Uh, well, poet. Like, I might read a poem here, or there. Like, it's some great people that mm-hmm. I follow on Instagram. Like, they the things that they. I'm like, girl, you must have read some Invisible Diary in my mind that I had a couple, you know, a couple of years ago. Like, some of them are really dope people that I follow. I can't think of their names off top, but. Just like, do I have books of poems and poetries at the house? No, I don't. Now, if you were to define poetry in your own words, what is that? Poetry in my own words. Oh. Like, we know there's like a universal, obviously, definition of it. But what does poetry mean to you? That's a good question. I'm going to have to come back on that because I'm really going to have to think about, like, what does poetry mean to me? Like, that's really good. I've never really thought about it. 
<laughs> That's okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can ask what well, I'll ask you again towards the um end of this interview. Now, are you willing to maybe read us a poem from your book that you published or a poem that you put out recently? Yeah, I could do that. That would be my first time ever. You can do but it. I can give it to you, give you this exclusive. <laughs> yes. I can definitely do that. I can do the one um that I okay. did today. The floor is yours. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna put me on the spot like that? Goodness. You're good. It's a podcast. You're all good. Like the floor is yours. <laughs> Well, before we do, let me take a sip, sip. <laughs> oh, I've been drinking the whole time. Drinking my wine. <laughs> like, I was drinking cider, but I'm going I'm to switch to the tequila. Because, uh, I mean. Oh, yeah, your cider. Oh, she done, she done brought out the tequila. <laughs> yes, I have the margarita glass in it right next to the tequila. My cider. Get something this. Uh, what they got? Liquid courage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I literally came with this today. I thought about some things and I was like, hmm, <sighs> quarantine. So here it goes. Florida Friday's quarantine. Quarantine. Government shutting us down by eight. Bake house. We're splitting up the grocery list. He got the liquor store. I got the grocery store. We reconvene at the house. I'm in the kitchen and he's on the game. Thank God it's the weekend since I got to be quarantined with Bay. My wrist flicking in the kitchen, bay on the game, hitting threes. I yell out, dinner ready in ten. He wraps up the game with his friends. He turns on the fire stick. The photograph is on play. We're eating dinner. He's taking shots of Henny, chased by shots of Henny. I'm taking shots of tequila, chased by my infamous frozen margaritas. The movie ends, shower time. We both get in. To wash away the day, continue to de-stress. Slip into something sexy for bed. They flip the switch. Now we're making movies like we're on TikTok. He sticks his controller in my console, and it's like I flipped the switch with Whitney Houston. Once he connects, it's like that pause, and I will always love you. I grasp to prepare myself. He starts hitting buttons on his controller, and I scream out, and I will always love you. A couple of rounds of this, game over. Time to pillow talk about our day. We fall asleep, facing his chest, hands on my lady lumps. Eyes awaken to my morning forehead kiss. Time to do it all over again. What a great weekend ahead being quarantined with the bay. Woo woo! Yay! <laughs> nice, I like that. Finger <laughs> yeah. snap. Snap, snap, Finger snap, snap, snap. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I like that. Like, <laughs> so you said that you published that, or you put it up on Facebook today? Yeah. Nice. So you guys go check that out because you guys ain't got nothing but time while you quarantining, whether you're by yourself or you're with Bay, or you envisioning yourself being with the Bay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm single, so there ain't no Bay, but you know. Right. <laughs> If I had one, that's what would happen. I feel it. Shout out to all us single people out there. 
Yes. But it's a good time to be single, especially in Vegas. I think it's a, it's a buffet. Ladies, if you're single, come to Vegas. It's a buffet. You just got to know where to shop. She said it's about the, the ironic part about that. They didn't shut all the, bu- they didn't shut everything down. And the buffets were the first thing that they shut down. <laughs> Ain't never, that's the first thing I was like, dang. <laughs> oh goodness that's crazy <laughs> I'm like I'm scared though I'm like shit like it's a good time to be single after all this clears up I don't want to meet nobody they might be carrying the virus on <laughs> right you definitely don't have to worry about nobody coming to your house it's like mm, where you been you know I'm spray them in the face with a lifestyle. <laughs> Mm-mm, I'm not wearing hands. Sanitize some hands. For real. Because when I was coming back like, from my walk, I was like looking after them. I'm like, damn, everything is shut down. Even when I went on my walk, I'm like, I'm trying to stay away from people. Don't come up too close on me. <laughs> exactly. Nah. He even been broke up. He was like, every time I come to this damn house, you just sanitize the hands. Look, I don't know. I'm look, I'm sanitizing too, babe. I don't know. Spray down lifestyle. I don't know what's going on. In these streets. <laughs> you work with people. I don't know who can cough and sneeze and you got on the elevator. No, let's let's get that together. The next question I kind of wanted to ask you is poetry is like it's a vehicle for social social change so I wanted to know like do you encourage others through your poetry or do you think like that some of the things that you write like empower certain people um yes I do feel like uh one people say misery love company and although I do write like a lot of heartbreaking things a lot of my poems like are like after heartbreak, you know what I'm saying? Like you need someone to be like, oh, I've been there. So what is my next step? I mean, do I also write um, poems about Christ? Like, and then my relationship with him. So you don't always have to feel like you have a perfect relationship. I think like in my work, you would see that one, you're not alone and it's okay. You know what I'm saying? So I don't people think, oh, y'all you do is write about love and heartbreak. So you just want company. No, I don't want you to feel miserable, but I want you to be like, you're not the only one. And then there's life outside of there. Like there's, it's, that's not the end. It's just, part of the road let's continue to go down so I do feel like inspired as far as like social changes I haven't wrote written excuse me any poetry about that as of yet um but I'm sure that's going to come it's just whenever something hits me to write about then I definitely will nice 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 now I know that you kind of just performed on this podcast and gave me the exclusive but I know I know one of the things you said you wanted to do was to kind of build up the courage to um, perform in front of others have you had the opportunity to do that yet if not when are you planning to maybe do that well actually I had released my book and I didn't tell my mentor and so when the first thing well not the first the second thing after he congratulated me he's like so you know you got to go and perform there right and I was like no like I'm not there yet <laughs> and he was like well I'll be in there in three weeks and you're gonna do it for me before I go and I don't know if it's a good thing or not, but this coronavirus kicked up. Everything got shut down. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe this is something, you trying to tell me I need to do this stage. Though. Like, I don't know what's going on. But um, actually, no, I was really going to try to do it within a couple of weeks because he's going to come out here because we're going to celebrate, you know, me just taking that leap of faith and just publishing my um, work and then just find a local right. um, uh, open mic night and just hop on the mic and do it. Um, unfortunately, no, but hopefully in the near future, then yeah, um, I definitely plan on getting out there 
to do it. I've been to a couple open mics and I've seen a lot of dope artists and I'm like, yeah, they need to hear my work too because I'm dope too. And so I do want to show the world my dopeness. It's just I've not get, gotten the courage, but I feel like by the time this is all settled down, I'll be ready. If I'm not ready, I'm going to get ready. I'll say that. I'm telling myself we don't have any more excuses. We're not building these bridges to nowhere anymore. We're going to get there. So we're going to do it. So in the upcoming months, you're going to see me on somebody's open mic. I don't know when. I don't know where. But I'll definitely let you know um, when it's going down because it's definitely going to stop the world. <laughs> dope, 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 dope. I like that. Yes, I will be in attendance. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you do do that, I'm excited for that. So what is one thing you say people might underestimate when it comes to poetry? I think that people feel like you have to talk about certain things or it's not as meaningful as like a song or a rap. Um, although it's all, you know, words and motion, all lyrics. Um, I think that people feel like they can express themselves like, or maybe cause when I first poetry, when I first started learning about poetry, I'm like, Oh, all the words have to rhyme, but there are different types of poems. And I'm asking what type of poems. Cause I don't know the typical names, but I do know that <laughs> poetry does not have to rhyme at the, um, at the end. And so I'm thinking like, that's, one of the main things, like, oh, well, this doesn't rhyme. So I've gotten it before. I'm like, well, it doesn't have to rhyme. It's poetry. Like, <laughs> you didn't learn it in English? Is it a different type of poetry? Maybe not. But, yeah, so it doesn't have to always rhyme. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can say what you want to say, and it's still a great work of art. Right, right. Now, what challenges have you experienced, you know, as a poet? I know you said you're obviously building up the courage to, you know, perform, and that's kind of a goal for yourself, but you know, when you're writing, do you come across any challenges? No, not as that. Uh, getting people to read my work, I feel like, is a challenge. Because, yes, I post, you know, I post it. But I feel like people, today's society, not everyone, but they're not really trying to read, especially when they don't have, like, lyrics. Yeah, I've got some music and some dope beats behind it. Mm-hmm. Then they'll take a listen. Right. But, like, just some rest in the paper, like, no, nah, I'm not feeling that. Um, but exactly. actually, that is one of my um, things. Another dope, great person I uh, met here as one of my old coworkers, actually, he does music. And so we were talking about uh, one day getting together and collaborating on some hot, some hot stuff, like putting some of my poems to his to his music. And we're going to do that eventually. But yeah, I mean, to me, at this point, that's probably the hardest thing is people getting people to read it. Right. And providing feedback, so, like people read it, but they like they read it, but they don't say it was good or was bad. <laughs> I understand that. I think you're not the only one. I think us creatives, like as a whole, when you post something or you're still kind of on the up and up, and you're trying to build your audience and establish that rapport with your audience, like people will look at stuff and favor it and like it. But I'm like, I want some constructive feedback, or I want you to engage. People just like, 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 favor, 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 but don't really click on right. it to go read it or listen to it. So I, I get that. Yeah, that can definitely be a, a challenge. Now, have you ever wrote a poem like about someone and they tried to call you out on it? Because, you know, poem is all about emotions. It's all about your experience or your interactions. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say yes. But when I released this 
<laughs> this hot sun I'm sitting I'm sure a particular person is going to feel a, a lot of ways about it. And wish they should. <laughs> it's all in truth. <laughs> but no. Uh, yeah. So, and was it my freshman year? My freshman year. I didn't release this poem because people <laughs> wouldn't know who I was talking about. But this dude that I was dealing with at the time, I did write a poem about him. And I told him to read it. He was like, you could have left that out. Nope, that, that's that's part of you, boo-boo. So I'm going to, I'll love it. I'll love it. You can get all of it. So wait, you said it was about a guy or something and he told, he pretty much wasn't feeling it. And he was like, no, he was. <laughs> and then I included his fraternities that really made him feel some type of way. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> oh, she, oh, she really went there. She, <laughs> she uh, there was an inch I did not cover. Trust. I wish I had it today. I don't know what I did with that poem. <laughs> oh man, that is that's that's too funny. So, are you down to play a little game called uh, Guess Who Wrote It? And don't worry, it's multiple choice. <laughs> that makes me feel a little bit better. Okay, I'm ready. All right, so I'm gonna read the poem, and then I'll give you a couple names, and then you just guess who it is. No pressure at all. <laughs> Here comes the pressure. <laughs> okay, so it says, <laughs> Lying thinking last night. How to find my soul a home where water is not thirsty and bread loaf is not stone. I came up with one thing and I don't believe I'm wrong that nobody but nobody can make it out here alone. Alone, all alone. Nobody but nobody can make it out here alone. So who do you think <laughs> wrote that? So is it Langston Hughes, Lucille Clifton, Terrence Hayes, or Maya Angelou? I want to say that is Maya Angelou. I'm not for sure, but I do know that was off of Poetic uh, Justice. I do remember that. (laughs) Well, yes, you got it right. That is Maya Angelou. I got one more for you. Okay. (laughs) All right. Where is the Jim Crow section on this merry-go-round? Mister, because I want to ride. Down south where I come from, white and colored. Can't sit side by side. Down south on the train, there's a Jim Crow car. On the bus, we are put in the back, but there ain't no back. To merry-go-round, where's the horse for a kid that's black? So is that Kevin Young? Is that Maya Angelou? Is it Langston Hughes or Pat Walker? I'm going to say Langston, but honestly, I haven't, I've never heard of this. So I have no idea. But I'm going to go with Langston Hughes. That's all yep, I got. Langston Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> two out of two. Good. <laughs> so now we were um, talking about kind of like, you know, social media and kind of how it's a challenge or whatever for people to read or whatever, click on your stuff. Do you think social media plays a role in the well-being of poetry? If so, why? I think social media plays the well-being in everything because everything is on social media now. Um, whether you want to be a singer, a writer, like hairstylist, like you have to have some type of evidence of your work especially if you do hair you got to have pictures because people want to know you know what i'm saying oh you're charging this price so people saying such such but let me see it 
So, um, yes, but I also think that it's a hindrance. For instance, like um, Instagram, I mean, of course you can do like those little meme type things, but if you write poetry as long as I write, you can't put everything on it. And if you did, the person can't see it. Um, So I do think um, social media does play a large part, but also we're microwave society now, so everything has to be quick and instant. So I can't write those extravagant long poems and expect people to look. I need like a little, a punchline, you know, the highlights, as I like to, you know, say it. Right. So, yeah, I definitely do think, I mean, it's a great way to to reach the masses. Um, so I do think if you want to do anything besides, like, sell, well, even if you want to sell stock or stuff, like, get people on your team, you got to have some type of social media to advertise. I think, yeah, I think that is everything that you have to do. You have to go through social media today. I mean, just inevitable. Right. Now, <clears throat> I agree. So you know how you do your uh, flow to Fridays? You could add like a extension to that and start going live with people. And then, you know, reading a couple of your poems or doing something where you let your fans or your followers know ahead of time, like, oh, who wants to go live with a lady E speaks? And then people tune in at a specific time. And then you kind of read some of your stuff. Something to think about. <laughs> I said I was going to do that for the month of March. And I didn't. I actually had said that to my mentor. I was like, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to start doing this. Um, so I don't know. Maybe for the month of April, uh, we'll see. I'll probably start. <laughs> probably do it tonight. Who knows? But I, yeah, that's definitely been on my mental to do. I just haven't done it yet. Okay, okay, cool. Now, what advice would you give to other aspiring writers, authors, and poets? I would say, and this is something that I have not done, but my sister definitely suggested it to me is to find like a local or maybe not find a community of poets um, just so you can get in the same room and feel the energy that other people have um, to help you, um, you know, read your poetry, especially like me. You want to know how are people going to perceive? I mean, will they understand? Will they get it? Will they get confused? Maybe they don't know all the references I make, right. you know, regardless of whether songs or movies. Um, but that also believe in yourself um, and also get someone in your corner that's going to push you like I do because I have a lot of things I want to do, but I know if I tell myself, nope, that's it. I'm going to the next thing. But we have someone in your corner, like, I believe in you, your art, your artistry, your, you know, your dope, the people should hear it. And they're really pushing you to do um, what you know, what you need to do. You definitely need that. So definitely have someone in your corner. And it doesn't have to be a mentor, just someone that's really going to push you. You know what I'm saying? That believes in you. Not people like, oh, yeah, that's good work. And you like, everything I give you was good work. Like, you don't have nothing negative to say. Like, you don't want a yes man or woman in your corner. You definitely want somebody that's going to give you the real. But you also want to have someone that's in your corner that's genuinely rooting for you to succeed and pushing you to places that they know that you're capable of um, going. So just believe in yourself. Um, definitely surround yourself by writers if possible. Because um, like I said, he write, he's um, he's also a Christian um rapper so let me give you his book ties dale lawrence uh book ties his books um is soul ties soul ties to love lust and lies dale lawrence he does write books uh, like i say he's a rapper he was with three six mafia but now he's a um he's also uh you know a mentor the word um gospel rap so yeah he is definitely in tune with like the whole writing and artistry and creative like you need to get people like that in your corner not that they gotta meet like a musician or somebody but someone that kind of understands where you are um, and then can kind of help you, you know, build you to where you need to no, be. No, I like that. You know, like, and I like how you mentioned, like, you need that perfect balance. You don't want people to just be like, yeah, 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 that's good. Like, you need a good balance of constructive feedback, but also people who are going to give you, like, the tools to succeed, especially if they have experience doing it, you know? Um, 
And then right. you don't want to be hanging around too many naysayers. That's why I always say, um, and I posted the other day, like any creative, whether you're a writer, a singer, a podcaster, you know, whatever it is you do creative wise, you're a painter, you know, too many people think that like we're each other's competition and we're not, we can all eat together, especially, yeah. you know, our people. <laughs> right. That's true. And people got to stop thinking that every time somebody says something negative that they're hating, like, you no, know, sometimes, you know, it just might not be good for them. But that's life. Like, you've heard artists, and even some of your favorite artists might not have songs. You're like, girl, why did you do that? Right. Who, who told you to write that? You'd be like, no, nah, I ain't feeling it. I'm going to skip right. that track. But the next 18 tracks, hot. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, it's going to be somebody that doesn't like your work. That's something that you're going to have to accept. Now, someone always got something negative to say, and like, maybe you are. Like, what are you dealing with personally that you're trying to reflect on my artwork? You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, you got to understand, like, not everything you're going to write is dope. And that's understandable. Like, nobody in this world has had consecutive dopeness. Even Beyonce, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? A lot of, like, girl, where did she, you know, where did you go from? And, like, even Mary J. Blige, like, just overboards. Like, a lot of stuff people are not going to, they're not going to vibe to. And that's okay. That doesn't make you any less of a dope right. artist. Oh, I agree. And that just, like, leads me to my next question. Do you believe, because you just said there's times where people just don't put out, um, there's times where you're not putting out consistency. So do you believe in writer's block? Do you believe in writer's block? Definitely. And I've definitely had writer's block. Um, Alex, I've been writing since I was a child. And probably up until this 2018, 2017, I might have pumped out like one or two poems. Now I'm doing this like every right. week. So yeah, not that I didn't have, I guess it was like writer's block, but not in the sense that I just couldn't put anything. I just didn't, it, it, I was nothing moved me to write about it. Like, yeah, I had like uh, some ideas and some thoughts and got a little motivated, but it's like, okay, that's cute and whatever. Move on to whatever's going on in my life. And then 2018, it was like, okay, so yeah, I need to get a lot of this stuff out of me. And then 2019 definitely hit. And I was just like, oh, floodgates open wide so it's like yeah i have a lot of it to release so yeah i definitely believe in uh, writer's block now what are your thoughts on having a big ego as a writer does it help or hurt the writer having a big ego well working with others um is definitely going to hurt. But for yourself, no. I feel like you should always feel like you're the hottest person in the room and no one's going to outdo you. I feel like you have to have that. Mm-hmm. Because to be honest, nobody else is going to think that about you. So you have to be like, I'm dope, you guys suck. And that's fine. As long as it's like not like something that you really feel deep down, but just something like, like you throw a little, some little um, non-really full substance just like some air food you know basically like it's not it doesn't hold any weight just something that you give yourself like yeah i'm dope everyone else sucks but to work with other people yeah that's gonna be kind of hard if you're trying to collaborate and network and you tell everybody they suck and they should you know <laughs> right. get on your trip and they like uh no 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 right i totally yeah i totally agree with that that's funny now I've noticed that I gotta confirm. I gotta confirm or did I miss? I've noticed, um, or I've seen you post like a lot of poems from Nina Mosley. Now, is that the love interest um of Lorenz Tate in the 1997 film Love Jones? You're absolutely correct. <laughs> I love it. I love that I'm movie. Like, and I'm so glad because a lot of people are like, where did you get that from? Like, oh my goodness, have you not seen Love Jones? Hello, people. Come on. <laughs> 
Okay, so it's safe to say that's one of your favorites. One of your favorite movies. Yes. Yes. Love it. I had to ask. Now, now here's kind of like a little bit of a curveball question. Or you might already have the question ready to go. Um, if you had the opportunity <laughs> if you had the opportunity to reenact the scene from that movie, which scene would it be and who would be your love interest? Oh, Lorenz Tate? I mean, oh, who would play Lorenz Tate? Oh, no, he can play himself. No, there's only one Darius. There's only one Darius Love All. Lorenz Tate, baby, you got the job. You didn't have to audition for it. It's all gorgeous. I see your work. (laughs) Now the point's taking a break. Come on. Now, which scene are you you like all of them? (laughs) To be honest, (laughs) with Lorenz Tate, all of them. Um, but see, be honest. <laughs> I would um what is a good scene? Mm. I thought about when she was taking a picture of him and she was like making him strip or whatever. But yeah, that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> yes. Or, to be honest, I do like when he did Nina's Blues, so I would love to be in this scene and feel, like, really embarrassed. Like, he really just got up there and did that. Like, oh. One of those, whatever one he decides, I'm down for it. Okay. So now it's fun fact question time. You don't have to know the answers to these. You can take a wild guess. (laughs) Do you know how many words are in the longest poem in the world? No, I do not. But I would take a wild guess. And the number that's coming to me is 3,265 words. 1.8 billion. <laughs> what? Who wrote it? Who had that much time? <laughs> so, let's see. You got to go and look that one up. I don't have... I don't, yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't... Um, I didn't take a picture of who wrote that one, but I looked it up. Yes. I was like, what? You said 1.8 billion million. million. That's the longest. Okay. That's the longest poem (laughs) in the world. Now my next one. um, Do you know when is world poetry day? I do not. It's a world poetry what day. What is world? Yeah. Wh- what date does uh, World Poetry Day fall on? I give you a hint. The date's coming up. <laughs> real, real soon. Tomorrow. <laughs> yes. March twenty. <laughs> yes, March twenty first <laughs> is World Poetry Day. Now, um, do you know what is another word? Huh. Indian epic. I do not know how to pronounce this. Yeah. That's something I know. That's what I remember. I couldn't pronounce the <laughs> shit. <laughs> and I won't even try either. Next question. <laughs> I could not pronounce the shit. I was like, I, I have no idea what that is. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going to attempt either. I, I can't say this shit. All I know is it's 1.8 million. <laughs> Words in the poem. <laughs> and yes, tomorrow is world poetry. Day, uh, shout out to all the poets and all the amazing people who've put out great work. <laughs> and now that I'm aware of that, I would definitely be dropping something tomorrow. Wait for it, <laughs> it's gonna be hot. I'm gonna find some inspiration between now and tomorrow. Now, 
What is another word um, for poetry? Like, what's another word that people use for uh, for poetry? Another word for poetry. It's like the simplest thing. Like a rap? Close. Uh, a song? Close. Like what 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 is it? Mm. What are what are in those songs? Like what do you call the lines in the song? Lyrics? Not li- not lyrics when some um when somebody's like, okay, I need you to drop a on my a verse? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. yes. That's, another, that's another word to define poetry. Yes. Good. Um, now this one cracked me up because it was hella funny to me. When was <laughs> what was the first um no, where is it? When was the word bitch first used? <laughs> Too short. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Too short. Funny. She said too short. Shout out to short. Yes. (laughs) What's his favorite word? Okay. Yes. Uh, He wants the first person to say. (laughs) When was the word bitch first used? This is the funniest shit to me. I was cracking up. So, I'll tell you. So, the word bitch was first used in reference to a man in a poem originating around 1500. Now, that shit is hilarious. <laughs> in and reference to a man. That? Oh, no, nah, baby. They've been saying this for a long time. <laughs> let, me, let me find it. Let me find it. I'm like, <laughs> this is you, Sarah, right here. <laughs> I, I Let me repeat that, y'all. So, when I the question was when was the word bitch first used? The word bitch was first used in reference to a man in a poem originating around fifteen hundred. That shit is hilarious. Fifteen <laughs> hundred. Oh yeah. Let me make a note of that. <laughs> I was like, these are some fun ass facts. Now, why are you over there writing your note <laughs> of that? <laughs> the question that I'm coming back to now, I said, we all know that obviously there's a universal definition for the word poetry, but what does the word poetry mean to you? Poetry to me is my therapist and my best friend. I can sit on the couch, open up my own pad and pen and just vent 365 366 for a leap year 24/7 no insurance no copay no appointments I can just plop sit down anywhere and just vent poetry is like the best friend um 3 a.m phone call when your world is just crashing or maybe you had a very long day and you don't want to talk to anyone because you want to make everyone think that you're okay like therapy is my it girl especially sometimes because I'm very emotional and so with poetry, I can actually convey what I want to communicate to that person or just in general. But sometimes I'm just so hyped up in my feelings that I say things. Maybe I do want to say, but also some things get left out. So for me, poetry is like my first chance. We all had conversations with somebody and then later on be like, man, I wish I would have said this or said that. Or maybe you did practice in your head, but by the time you got to talking to them, you get so wrapped up in your emotions 
and like half the things you wanted to communicate, you didn't communicate, and some things you probably didn't want to communicate, but you did communicate. So to me, it's like my first chance, but like one hit a quitter. This is what I'm trying to convey to you, um, based off of whatever situation it is and emotions that it been evoked inside me. So that's poetry. Nice, nice, nice. I love it. Um, thank you so much. Thank ladies. you for having me. Speaks, yes, for coming on and chopping it up with your girl and answering some, some of these fun questions. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to be really eager to learn more about you and your work and you know, your upcoming projects. Um, please let the people know where they can follow you, where they can keep up with you, and um, where they can purchase your latest work. Yes, so Amazon, all you have to Google is Flourishy Fridays. I promise you, you will not have to search far. It's the first thing that pops up. My book is definitely on Amazon. It's under $10. You can afford it. You all stuck in the house <laughs> until this <laughs> coronavirus is over. Pick up something to read. Put down your Netflix and your Hulu, whatever account you use in HBO. Pick up something to read. And it's Flourishy Friday, I promise you. Follow me on IG, uh, Lady E Speaks. Uh, my Instagram uh, page is Lady East Speaks. Facebook page is Lady East Speaks as well. L A D Y E S P E A K Z. Lady East Speaks. Follow me. Get that on Amazon. If you don't like poetry, I know you know someone that does. Um, <laughs> like, keep in mind, this is grown folks' content. Yeah. So, uh, Saints <laughs> might don't take it to church selling it might not work out. Don't take it to the other <laughs> students either. Um, but for us grown folks, you know, because it definitely has adult context as far as cursing and, you know, sexual content in there, please disclaimer, you know, I'm grown so I can say a lot of things that I said. Um, but yeah, please, uh, if you want to get at the Christmas or birthdays, make sure you read it first before you pass it to someone that you're not sure where they're going to stand on it. Cause I want them to enjoy it. Um, but thank you. Thank you. Please follow me, Instagram, Facebook, lady East speaks, go cop that on Amazon. Blow it your Fridays. Yeah. She, she said what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Mike <Mighty> drop <laughs> and right and you guys uh, yep make sure you guys pick up something with um, some su- substance uh, expand your vocabulary <laughs> yes <laughs> like she's <laughs> like she said um, you guys know where you can follow us on the podcast at we peeped it first on Instagram and Twitter you can hit us up at we peeped it first at gmail.com please make sure you support us in our event. As of now, the event is still rolling um, July 12th, 2020 from 11.30 a.m. to about 3 o'clock in Oakland, California. You can get your tickets right there or you can go over to our Instagram account and grab tickets under the ticket tab. So hit us up, call us. Um, don't be, you know, a stranger. We want to hear from you guys. The show is uh, for the people. And you guys, just some food for thought before we get out of here. I was having a really good conversation the other day with one of my aunts who lives here in Vegas. And we were just talking about even though the circumstances like aren't the greatest with the things we're dealing with in regards to this corona virus, how can we flip the negative into the positive? What can we really be grateful for, you know, during this time? We have a roof over our head because there's some people out there on the street. You know, we have loved ones we can turn to. And then, you know, this is time that you kind of get to spend with your loved ones, especially if you're busy and you don't always have that time, or especially if your schedule or something may be demanding 
in regards to work, but how can we make this into, you know, a positive thing? And especially like if you're busy or you have a hobby and you always complain about not being able to do that hobby or if something's a passion of yours, if we can bullshit around, you know, on Twitter and on our cell phones and do other stuff during this time, we definitely can dedicate some time to our crafts and to our passions. So that's just food for thought, not calling anybody out or anything like that. But at the same time, it kind of is like, okay, it's a wake up call. Like what can we do to better ourselves? Like how productive, you know, can we be to keep ourselves busy so we don't go completely insane? And I think turning to your passion or your crafts or whatever that is that makes you excited and you don't always have the time to do it because of work. Let's use this time to get it done. So when this is all over, hopefully very soon, we're not like, oh my God, now I don't have time to do it when we had all the time to really do it while we're sitting here quarantined, you know, in the house. So that's just a little food for thought and something you guys, you know, should think about during this time. And I just, I kind of came up with that question because me and my aunt were talking about, you know, how are we going to be after this is all over, you know? How has this changed us? When this is all over, will it change us for the better? Or are we going to go back to our old habits and our old ways? So let's bullshitting around and stick into our passions and putting our effort into our passions, whatever that may be. (laughs) Stay safe, y'all. And um, wash your hands. Practice good hygiene. (laughs) This is your girl, Legit with her legitimate perspective and I'm out until next time. Thank you so much. Lady E speaks. And we out.